Well, I just want to let you know I haven't felt this good for a long time. I just, uh, I'm feeling it again. You know, it takes, it takes sometimes some. Uh, you know, some of you might know, and some may not know. I felt, and I, I, I had an ankle break this winter on February 14th, and long story short, you know, uh, laid up for quite a few, quite a few weeks actually, and. Just uh, letting go of everything was is is where where I was at. Just letting go, of, uh, trusting God for the church is going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, things are. It's interesting enough. Life goes on without out out you, <laughs> and then that's uh, that's just a good. We all want to, uh, you know, you know, we we cannot we can pretend, but if it's not there, it's not there. So. Um, it's good to. I'm, I'm getting some more strength back. I, I feel it. I feel it from the Lord. And it's just, it's just getting back in, in my prayer life and, and and all that, all that. Just just having to go after God again. And not that I wasn't going after God when I was laid up, but it was a time when I felt like if you just need to be still, just let me hold you, let me carry you, let me be your God and be your provider. And trust me. And so, um, I had been speaking in Corinthians, you know, I, some of you might remember, and we'd been doing a series. And because we, we I took so much time off, I, I just got out of that rhythm from Corinthians. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be going from what the Lord gives to me from Sunday until He gives me. This is, this is the series. This is it. But I'm not gonna pretend that I'm ready to go back to Corinthians. I'm just not. And I'm just not feeling that. So. Um, what I'm feeling today is to speak, to speak on faith. It's one of my favorite subjects, faith, faith, faith. Without it, we cannot please God. We're going to be looking at Hebrews 1. I'm going to try to uh, uh, define faith a little bit. Our first point, we're going to try to uh, uh, look at it as its faith is carried out. Or if you want to stay real Real cool and and be have the letters all match. We'll call it faith demonstrated, and then we'll go to the last point, which is a faith that goes the distance, that goes beyond uh, our ex- even in our understanding. And how many know that faith is required in order to to walk with God? You you know that, and uh, it's not a it's not a foreign subject at all. But it's it's one of those subjects where we need we need sometimes our faith can be tested, or you wonder where is God? He told me He promised a word. Where when is it going to happen? And so oftentimes we we are wrestling with the with the timing of the issue. Even as we understand, we we know the promises. We trust God for His promises. So looking at Hebrews eleven one. It, it reads, and I'll read this, just a short little verse, and then we're going to skip down to verse 6, which these two verses will define, actually uh, help us to get us going. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. If you were to just stop right there and think about what did, what did, he, what did he just say? What, what is the word of God? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. What is conviction? What is 
What is, that is a strong word for a set of value or belief. You are convicted to believe this way. You're convicted by the Lord. You are sure that you're sure that you're sure. And no one can take that away from you. That's a, that's a blessing from God. Faith is the assurance. How many like to have the assurance that when you get in your car, it's going to start, right? And some of you guys in, in, have gone through vehicles when you didn't know if when you got in a car and you put your key in the ignition that it would actually turn over. How many have been there? How many are there now? Faith is assurance of things hoped for. The assurance that God is going to be there when, as if, as if a breath, as your next breath, God is going to be there. And the matter of fact is God wants to be there to help you draw your every breath. And every step that you take in this life, God wants to see you through it. How many believe that God never leaves us? We, we read it in Hebrews somewhere else, 13th chapter. He never leaves us or forsakes us. You may have had loved ones. You may have had people uh, pass away. You may have people that you miss, and we do. This is a part of life. It's not easy, but there is one true fact. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not surprised what is going on in the world today. He is not surprised what is going on in your world today. He is not taken off guard because he knows all things. But see, he's called us to live by faith. And so another key verse in verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you would ask the question, what is it that pleases God? It's faith. Faith in what? Faith in believing what God said is true. Taking God at his very word. It's almost like there's nothing else that will hold water to the word of God. There's nothing else that you can be so, so sure about than the word that God himself has spoken. And the need for our world today is to come to the understanding that God's word is absolute truth and it will always come to pass. He will always come through because he will never fail his word. And Isaiah described how the snow and we had a little rain. And I felt, I felt a little sleet yesterday. Did you? And in the Minnesota, 43 degrees in May 20th. And, uh, but this says in Isaiah, the snow and the rain come down. That's a Minnesota verse right there. As the snow and the rain come down, so shall my word that comes down shall accomplish that which he desires. He will carry it out. His word shall not return void. Friends, what you need to do in order to boost your faith is to take the word of God and open it and begin to let it feast, feast upon it, read it. If it's just a little bit, if that's all, if that's just, just get started, get started with that. But let it grow. Here's something else I've tried a time or two. You take that word of God when you're all alone. Because you want to do this when you're all alone, okay? And you just begin to quote that scripture out loud. What you're doing 
is faith cometh by hearing. That's Romans 7, 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the, the word of God, the word of Christ. So what you're doing is you're speaking it out loud so that your, your, your mind is more acceptable to hearing it. Something dynamic about that. Because I believe the word of God in Hebrew says it's living and active. It's alive. The, the, the spirit of God uh, begins to weave it in and bring, bring it to your uh, remembrance many times. For he who comes to God, this is the other half of the verse 6, 11, Hebrews eleven six. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. In order to have God-pleasing faith, we must believe that he's all he said he is. We must believe that he is the only one and true God. We must believe that he is a soon coming king. We must believe that he, he is able to, Ephesians, to do beyond what we are even able to think or comprehend. He is then a rewarder of those who seek him. How many like a reward? How many like to be rewarded for your work? Yes. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, the scripture says, give honor to whom honor is due. This afternoon, we're going to be honoring our district superintendent who is retiring. And we're going to honor him. We're going to have a dinner with him. Those who are uh, heading down, the pastors and the wives are all down by the city. We're going we're gonna to eat in a fancy place. And, but all the doodah, all the stuff will be there. But what's most important is that the words and the heart... Will be shared and reward. You know what's going to be greater now? And someday we're going to we're going to receive a reward. We're going to receive a reward from God Himself. In fact, uh, He spoke about the fact about being good and faithful, good and faithful servant. Those who serve in the very smallest, seemingly insignificant, unseen places, unseen ways are going to receive. A much a reward because God looks upon the heart and he sees the attitude and the intentions of her heart. And what we've done is unto the Lord, what we have done, our work, whatever it's, we do it is unto the Lord, whether we serve in, in such a place as people. Oftentimes people is a demanding way of serving, but it's worth it. God is for people. He is a rewarder of those who seek him. The, the problem is when we don't seek him. We get in trouble when we fail to seek him. We get in trouble when we begin to seek other things, other temporal things more than God. We begin to feel uh, just unsatisfied, unfulfilled, because if we haven't had our time with the Lord, because it's God and God only who can fill the empty heart, the broken-spirited, those who are lonely in heart can receive from God because He is a God who has created your heart, and He knows your heart, He knows your pain, and He understands. Aren't you glad? Now you say, well, how much faith do you have to have? I, I don't know if I can be pleasing to God. Listen, Jesus said the size of a mustard seed. Talking about praying by faith. If you say to that mountain, it'll be moved. 
that's that's a that's a big that's a big prayer. What he said, you only have to have the mustard seed faith. Listen. Many people will say, I don't know if I have enough faith. Or they'll say, I wish I had faith like you. Listen, you start with what you have. Fact of the matter is, Romans tells us that each of us has been given a measure, a portion. Now, that doesn't mean that it can stay the same. Listen, you exercise your faith, and it starts to grow. And pretty soon, your faith is beginning to, it's stronger. Pretty soon, you're beginning to believe God for great and mighty things. That you're going beyond uh, what you would have done a year ago. That you're believing God for the, for, the, for the extraordinary things. For the things that God only himself can do. You have the faith because God is using you. And Abraham was called by God to take his son Isaac to the mount and sacrifice. This is the promised child. This is the son that's going to be the heir. It was a test of his faith. Sometimes God will ask us to lay some things down that are important to us just to test us to see, are we really willing to serve and give it all? Now, here's something that's very, very interesting. It just seems to suggest that Abraham had the faith, even if God took his son, that he would resurrect him, that he would bring him back to life. And he kept on uh, speaking and trusting in the Lord God. Faith defined. Faith, what does it look like? How does it happen? What is it? How do we know we have faith? Listen. God is moving in your heart. God is wanting you to have more faith than you want to have it yourself. God wants to build up your faith. In order for you to be, have a built-up faith, an immune system, so to speak, you're going to have to go through some trials. I don't like trials. I don't like pain. I don't like the pressure. I don't like that. Listen. As hard as it is, the reward is great. The reward is great. And those who have been persecuted for my name's sake, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are peacemakers. You see, God knows right where you're at right now. He knows everything about you, every concern about you, every, every pain in your heart. He knows everything that's going to happen. Yet he chooses to allow you to follow him at your will. He does not make us a puppet or, you know, on a string. He, 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 he wins us. He calls us. He wants us to walk with him even when we don't understand what in the world is going on. And it doesn't make sense because life has moments where it doesn't make sense. I know two pastor friends right now, they have been diagnosed with serious cancer. That doesn't make sense to me. But God, we look to you, God. We know that you can heal. We pray that you will heal. We pray in Jesus' name. We stand upon your word. 
But the Hebrew children, even as they faced the fiery furnace, were convinced even if our God God does not deliver us from the fiery furnace, we're not going to bow down to this old king. Hallelujah. We need a people with backbone that I will trust you no matter what. See, I cannot control if people have hurt you. People have, you know, relationships are huge. They're huge testings. And sometimes relationships fail for whatever, whatever reason. God in the midst he says, I will never fail you. I will never let you down. You need to look to me. Faith. We could just camp here for days to talk about faith. The Jesus talked about the mustard seed. Romans talked about a measure of faith. James talked about a working faith. Faith without works is dead. In other words, if I'm trying to say, you know, Lord, I could, I, I need to pay off some bills. And can you just kind of roll it in here? Well, and, and he can do that. That's okay. But okay, Lord, um, things are, are we're getting behind. Well, the first thing I need to do is make sure I'm honoring the Lord with my tithe. I'm honoring God with the 10% at least. And from there, God helps us to give him beyond. It's all his anyway. But see, but the Lord might might say, well, you know what? Uh, you, you need to take a step now. If you have, if you're not doing your dream job, by the way, uh, it's probably okay. Most people, I don't know, they know what their dream job is. But it, it may not be the, your choice right now. But you're going to, by faith, you're going to take that step and do something. You're going to do something until God opens. Another door. And very, very much of the time, God works that way. As you start out, as you just start with the little, the something, God begins to bless and on it goes. Remember the children of of Israel? Joshua was in leadership and they were going to go to the promise. They were so close. But there was this little trickling stream called the Jordan. And in fact, it was more than trickling. It was over its banks. It was beyond, it was flood stage in Jordan River. And you read that story and it says, the priests went down to the water. They were commanded by God to go down to the water and step into the river. They were carrying the ark. Remember how that story unfolded? The Jordan River did not part until the priest stepped in. Don't know if it's going to happen. Right? Well, I don't, I just can't, you know, it's, we learned to walk by taking one step at a time. One little step. As soon as the priest's feet hit the water, Waters open, and they walked across, no problem, because God is faithful. That's a part of the demonstration. Cray, faith defined, faith demonstrated. James said, I will show you 
my faith by my works. Yes, we know Paul says in Ephesians, we are saved by grace, we're saved by faith through grace. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. That's absolutely, our salvation does not have anything to do with what we can work. But as a result of our salvation, we have a change of heart, we have a, a right mind, so we want to do something to honor the Lord. Something to proclaim the good news. Something that will affect another person in a community or who has less advantage. And just like we're going to Belize, it's just like an opportunity to go beyond, go to those who are in need. It's huge. Faith, we never know when we'll be tested. Demonstration. Now, we can only try to imagine what it was like for Noah. Noah is described in this chapter 11, at least in a few verses. How would you have liked to have been Noah? You have never seen it rain. You don't know what in the world God is talking about flooding the earth. But you are convinced God knows what he's talking about. God gave him the instructions, the width, the length, the breadth. And for approximately a hundred years, a hundred years, bang, bang, and nails, pudding, the pitch, the tar, all this stuff, all the detail that the sun is blazing hot down on your neck. At the same time, there are people, ooh, what do you think you're doing? What do you mean? You're foolish. That's the enemy. But when God gives you a nugget and gives you the instruction and gives you the vision and gives you the promise, you hang on to that. And thus, Noah and his family were saved. By faith, he built the ark. Abraham, well, you say he's a man of God. He was so strong in the Lord, maybe, but he had his days. You ever had a few days? Have you had one today? Not yet. No, let's believe God. Hey, I am. Um, I'm going to borrow. This is Genesis 15. This is this is something I didn't. Uh, dig up on my own, but I'm borrowing this. Uh, I, the passage is original, Genesis 15. The passage is original, but I heard our district superintendent, Clarence St. John, share a few thoughts on a prayer and fasting, um, East Central Section prayer and fasting day, and I thought, this guy, he gets this stuff out of the Old Testament. This guy, and I, I, somehow this, this verse here I'm going to read lauds in my heart. And you'll probably remember when I begin to read. But this is by, this is, this is uh, Abraham's, Abraham, he's for Abraham. But he, he has actually uh, been struggling a bit. He, God has promised him to bless him. God has promised to give him as many in, as sons, inheritance. As, if, if you can count the stars... Beyond his, 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 his understanding, 
Now, as a result of God speaking to Abraham, he is touched and he wants to give God an offering. He wants to respond. And what he does in chapter 15, at verse, uh, let's start about verse 6, it says, Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned, it was reckoned to him as righteous. That's a popular verse. Romans uses that. Uh, Paul described uh, faith, talking about faith and about uh, salvation. He just believed it was reckoned unto him as righteous. And he said to, said to him, I am the Lord who brought you. This is God speaking to Abraham. I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. I'm going to just stop here. Some of us are new in the community. Come on, raise your hand if you're new in the community. There's a few of you, pretty new. It's not always easy to go to a strange place in a strange land and always to feel comfy, comfy all the time. Because your 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 friends, your established, your 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 older friends, old friends, old places, you just kind of did things in routine. But listen, Abraham is being squeezed. He's being challenged. He's following God. It's not easy. And he said to him, verse 9, Bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. God says to him, Bring me these animals. What in the Lord? What in the world does the Lord want? Want these animals? He's, he's asking from something from Abraham, and then he brought all these to him and cut them in, in two, and he laid the, the half on one side, the other, opposite the other. But he 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 did not cut the birds. Now this is the clincher, and the birds of prey, verse eleven. And the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, and Abraham drove them away. Here's the deal. God has given you a promise. God has given you a vision. God has given a promise for your family. The devil wants to steal from you if he can. The devil wants to get you to doubt. The devil wants to remind you of your past and say you are never going to make it. But I have word for you that the Lord says, get up and drive away the birds, drive away the prey, push back the darkness, resist the devil. And he'll flee. Amen. Don't fight the battle in your own strength. The battle belongs to the Lord. We get beneath His covering. We get His whole armor upon us. The devil wants to steal our kids. The devil wants us to get at our grandkids. He wants to pick away. And He'll pick away. Birds pick away a little by little. We've got to be... We've got... To, we can't leave our... We can't let our guard down. We've got to be watching. And here's here how it worked in Joshua's day. Uh, Nehemiah, actually, is another great story. As they restored the walls of Jerusalem, at the same time they were building the walls, the enemy was trying to pick away, try to tear down the work of God. And he would have, he would have, the devil would have succeeded. But Nehemiah said they had, a, they had a mind to work. In other words, they had heard from God. And Nehemiah had rallied them to a point where they were convinced that this vision was going to be completed by the work of, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Friends, whoever you're at today, 
the enemy is trying to get at your offering. He's trying to get at your life. He's trying to get at your house. He's trying to get at whatever is important to you, whatever God has given to you. He's trying to get you to, to give in, but don't. We are going to stand. We're going to believe God. Can you say amen today? That you're going to go. You're going to go. You're going to get up in the morning because God has said, I'm, I'm going to walk with you today. And we're together we're going to go forward. You see, this keeps leaving you to the third point. That this kind of faith will help you go to the distance. It will be the long haul. It will be not just we what it's convenient. And so oftentimes, it's just, we get into this, well, only when the heat's on do we pray. Like we should. Only when there's hard things. But listen, the distance is beyond us. The distance is, is beyond our own thinking. The distance is past what we can see in front of us. And the distance goes beyond our expectation. And back to Hebrews 11, it mentions in, li- in a little verse here, that down about the verse 13, Hebrews 11, listen, all these died in faith. Listen, he's just mentioned Noah, He's mentioned Abraham. He's mentioned Sarah. He's mentioned uh, these people that believe God. He said, all these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance. It's one thing to serve God when it's happening. It's coming together. It's another thing to serve God when we're not, it's not happening like we thought. It's not turning the way we exactly thought, but we're believing. And it says, we welcome them from a distance. And having confessed that they were, were strangers and exiles on the earth, I'm convinced that God wants us to live this way. That though we are in the world, this is not our home. While we're here, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to keep in mind that the real home is yet to come. While we're here, we'll be good stewards. With the help of God, we'll be able to bring something more. We'll like the parable of the talents. You gave me this much. I'm going to bring you this much. I'm going to invest in your kingdom. I'm going to give because God is trusting me. Listen, you're here for a short while. We're just passing through. The distance kind of faith sees beyond this, this, this physical stuff right here. The things that we can see, the Bible says, are basically temporal. Right? But the things that you cannot see are eternal. And that's why we can keep on keeping on. Because God is going to give us a reward. And all heaven awaits. All eternity awaits for the person who believes. For the person who says, Jesus, I need you. For the person that allows God to become the eternal reward. Finalize it with this. We're going to serve communion in just a bit. As a reminder, but the Lord reminded me this morning, and I, I, I think He was reminding. I really do. He says, "Take the verse from Revelation 
where he spoke to the church of Ephesus. And he says in Ephesus, you've done some things well. You really have. You've persevered. But to the church of Ephesus in Revelation, he said, I have this one thing against you. You have left your first love. Listen. I thought the Lord, help me to keep my first love. Help me to keep fresh. Could it be that we need to build an altar in our hearts? And so, and so to speak, stake your ground again. I have decided I am yours, Lord. I am yours, Lord. My life is yours. My family is yours. My children are yours. Their future is yours. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. Help me to honor you. Help me to walk with you. Help me to walk in this kind of faith that sees beyond. That I believe Jesus himself was thinking beyond as he was on that cross. As for the joy set before him, despising the shame. He, he, he was crucified and he saw the things in a distance. For the joy set before him, he was looking forward from the cross to the heaven of heavens where there would be multitudes of people saved because of his sacrifice. It will be worth it all. And this kind, this kind of lifestyle is to be cultivated. We cannot just assume it's going to happen. Yes, faith to be saved. I believe as a simple childlike faith. Faith to be in a place where God, you're so caught up, you're so concerned about what God is concerned about. I'm talking about growing in your faith. Wouldn't it be something if we could reach a point where what is it God's? What does God think about this? That it would be automatic. What do you want, Lord? That it would be so common in the day. Lord, help me to hear. This is not easy. I'm not sure, Lord. But by faith, I'm going to hang on to you. Lord, help me hear. You see how it goes? God isn't going to tell you everything. It's not going to happen. But he'll tell you enough that you have need. And he'll convince you that you're on the right track. And he'll give you just enough. Remember the manna? A daily portion. A daily portion. Enough for that day. Enough for the next day. And the next. It was constant. Our Lord, we are coming to you. We recognize without faith we cannot please you. That I just invite anyone here today, right where they're at in their heart of hearts, where they're saying, I'm struggling with my faith now. I'm struggling a bit. I'm not so sure. I believe in God, but I'm not so sure if I'm really in the right track. Lord, help me to be convinced. Show yourself, Lord. Help me to believe your word. Help me to come to a place where I have that assurance of the things hoped for.
the conviction of the things seen. And Lord, we read right now, surrender to you. Even when we don't understand, we surrender to you. If you're here, to, you're here and you hear that, you're, here, you're, you're feeling like that, I, just, I don't understand, but I want to surrender. You just slip, slip a hand up quickly. I just I want to surrender. And though I don't understand it all, God, I'm trusting you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're going to celebrate and partake of the Lord's uh, communion. Uh, Randy and uh, Philip are, are going to help with that. This time we're going to do another song while the elements are being distributed. And uh, just please hold as uh, each one received, and then we'll go from there. And so we th- invite you uh, to participate uh, in communion. Uh, we believe that the Lord has invited whosoever will come. And so the gentlemen begin to uh, pass out the emblems. We appreciate that. We're going to sing another song while they're doing that. Jesus paid it all. The Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin. Had let the crimson stain, he was it white as snow. For now, indeed, I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper spot and melt. The heart of stone, Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain. He walked in white snow. And when. Before the throne, I stand on him complete. Jesus died, my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain he wore. It white as snow, he was, it white as snow, he was, it white as snow, he was, it white as snow. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt, 
and raise its life up from the dead. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised its life up from the dead. Jesus paid it Stay washed snow. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it wonderful to know that you don't have to work? You, you can't do one more thing to earn. You can't do anything to earn your salvation. Already purchased. And so what Jesus referred to when he was talking to the disciples, and he refrained from participating. I'm going to wait. I said, we're all in heaven. I think he had his mind on the people yet to come, and all those who are going to believe. It will to be a great day. But until then, he says, do this, or take of the, uh, the, um, the, the bread, the bread, the wine that represents the blood of Jesus. And so something physical that we can do that will remind us of an eternal event that's going to take place. On this table, if you can envision with me, the Lord has paid for every every sin that you've ever committed and ever will commit as you walk with Him. First John says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. And Paul reminded the church of Corinth to let a man examine himself before he takes it. He said, Let's just take a quiet moment. And this may be a moment just between you and God. You say, you know what? I just need to come clean. I just need to confess some things before you, Lord. Take a moment. First Corinthians 11 describes how that the Lord himself, after he had given thanks, he took the bread, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, do this as remembrance. I'm going to ask Phil, Phil, lead us in a prayer that represents just thanking the Lord for allowing himself to be broken for us. Let's receive the broken body together. The scripture says that at the same time he took the cup. It was the only blood the blood of the animals could only cover in the Old Testament times. The blood of Jesus takes away 
and he cleanses our conscience. And he said, and Paul said that Corinthians had Jesus, he was quoting Jesus' words to the cop. Do this in remembrance of me. As you do it, you proclaim the Lord's death and you proclaim his coming. Randy, would you ask the Lord to bless before we take the cup this morning? received together. Thank you, Lord. You may please rise. Just give him a moment of praise. Give him a moment of thanks. Rejoice. I really believe that communion is a celebration of, of, of victory over sin and death. And because of your life that you gave, Lord, we're going to live for eternal, all eternity with you. Until then, as we walk in this pilgrimage in this life, we will have our focus on the heaven above. We will set our affection upon you. We will choose to not allow the things of this world to cloud our vision. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Fill us, Lord, with faith even now to believe that this week you will have your way, that even this day you will have your will and your way. And when we walk out of this place, we don't leave you here, but you walk with us. And you walk with us all the way through in Jesus' name. Amen.